A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. And welcome to a very special Christmas special edition of the world's number one guitar podcast, Guitar Nerds. I am your host, Mark Packham, joined this evening by Jay Cross. Special. And Joe Branton. Special. It's Christmas. So, um, we're actually recording this way before Christmas. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not quite in a Christmassy mood yet, but if you're listening to you got a tree up yet? I uh, have not got a tree up yet. That Joe? will that'll uh, be happening. No, no, but I did drink an entire bottle of vegan Baileys the other night. So Christmas. Christmas mood. Fantastic. So if you're listening to this, um, I'm not sure when this is even going to go out. Maybe Christmas Day, a little Christmas present for everyone. I do apologise if you're listening to this on Christmas Day. No, no, it's good. I reckon, you know, give people something to get Merry away from. Merry Christmas. You know, you've got racist Everyone. drunk uncle in the corner. He's sitting drunkle. there. He's passed out the drunkle. Your mum's going on about something you don't want to listen to. Uh, there's kids running around making noise. You can pop your old headphones in. Probably those new headphones that you bought. Yeah. You exactly. got for Christmas. Exactly. Not bought. Those new, those fantastic Fender headphones that you got for oh, Christmas. Oh, easy. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, you'll pop this in and you are not going to have a more magical Christmas than this. Just sat with your three Jingle old mates. Jingle bells, Branton smells, Packham is a div. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. I'm not sure that's PC these days, but... Um, no, oh, no, really? Yeah, you've... Uh, yeah, I, you've I, nearly, I nearly, like, cussed and I... Held myself I'm back. glad you uh, held yourself back. So, um, what we thought we'd do for this extra special Christmas episode is um, spun off from a concept we've been talking uh, about for a little while, Gear of Yesteryear, uh, where we talk about um, old Gear of the Year lists um, from various guitar magazines um, around the world. Uh, we've got a big collection of some UK ones, we've got some US ones as well, um, and uh, we thought we'd kick off with... This is going to be a Patreon series, by the way. At some point, we'll do it as a, a Patreon thing. But we thought we'd do a little Christmas special where we kick off with a kind of landmark episode. Total Guitar. And I don't know uh, what the actual... It's number- issue 130 from December 2004. There we go. Um, but the reason... <laughs> 2004? The reason, yeah. the reason that I picked this one out... We were going to go back to... Um, this, we've got some from like early as 97 and stuff like that. But the reason I picked this one out is because it has... 50 best buys the best uh, gear from the last decade this was actually Total Guitar's 10 year um, anniversary issue and what this uh, the reason I picked this is because of this 50 best buys article so 
What I thought we'd do, we will get to the 50 best buys. We're going to go through the mag first, and uh, I'll give you a kind of flavour of where we're at in 2004. The kind of bands that are in here, some of the gear that's in here, and then we're going to do this 50 best buys rundown. 50. So, um, kicking off the mag. So, is, is it, sorry, 50 best buys of... That the, year, no, sorry, fifty best buys of the last decade. Because this, but they put this out in the middle of the decade. Yes, because it's, they're ten years old in this magazine. Right, so the it's, magazine is ten years old. Yes, that, so they started in nineteen ninety four. Exactly, and Did this they? is the two thousand four edition. Right, well, what's confusing going. is that it is the December one. So you'd expect there to be gear of the year in there. But I thought we trademarked that. Oh yeah, no, we did. You're right. No one's ever used the term gear of the year. No, before. no, 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 no. That um, was us. So what I thought we'd do is yeah, go through the mag, talk about what's in there. Um, I thought we could also play a little game where we see whether um, the retailers in here are still current or whether they're defunct. That doesn't <laughs> that doesn't have the Mark Packham ring to it that I was expecting. What do you mean? Uh, well, normally you come up with some sort of snappy marketing thing. What? Um, like, okay. Is, are they open or are they broken? Hey, are they open or are they broken? Shop. Or chop. Uh, shop or chop is fine. Okay, yeah. we'll go with that. Right, so um, Total Guitar um, issue, what number did you say it was? 142? 100. 130. 130. So Cover Star is slash, because we could have picked a magazine from any <laughs> month, from any year, from about 1987, and Slash will be on the cover. Yeah. So of course it's Slash. What guitar is he playing there? He's playing Les Paul. Of course oh, well, it is. I meant which one. Like, it's not a signature uh, one or anything, is it? Maybe. It's a Honey Burst Les what, Paul. What so. else is going on on the front? What, what like, else? At the top, it's given us the information about what we've got included with this magazine yeah which includes hendrix yep nice and current velvet revolver i mean that probably was current and metallica indeed so that was just was that 1994 is that when st anger came out sorry 2004 uh sounds about right i do not know i think it's a bit later actually a little bit no no maybe earlier actually 2003 st anger oh really okay weird um but this is actually not st anger it's the song one which came out in like 1988 Seven? Indeed, indeed. Um, who else we got on the cover? Kerry King, Mick Thompson, uh, two fellas who I don't know. Uh, that dude from Sun Forty One. It's got Derek a little Wibbly list. Got a little list Derek here. Wibbly. You can, you can read um, the list. Zach Wild, Dave Wild. Dave Baksh from uh, Sun Forty One, and uh, the guitarist in the Donners, whose name I've forgotten. Donna A. I want to say. Okay. Um, so, let's dive in. There's plenty of content stuff. First retailer, Strings Direct. Still current? Shop. 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 Cool. Um, so they still exist. They and they managed to get inside front cover. That's look at that. Big. Comes out of premium. Is that a mobile number as the shop? Whoa. Oh, no, it's an 087 no, no, yeah, number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could you charge for an 087 number? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Look. Second page in, we've got an advert for OLP. Do you yep. remember OLP? First yeah. ads. So, yeah, what we'll do is we'll do retailers, we'll do ads, we'll look at some of the features, and so we'll point out each ad. So, Let's yeah. talk about OLP. OLP guitars. So, who do you think the two uh, signature... Well, first of all, because in case listeners don't know who OLP are... Of course, because they don't exist anymore. No, exactly. Well, well go Chop. on, well, OL- <laughs> Chop, yeah. yeah. OLP were the original budget name of uh, of Music Man guitar sort of way before Sterling by Music Man existed OLP yep. were there as uh, as their sort of affordable 
your Far Eastern made um, officially licensed product for yes. those wondering um, yeah designed by Ernie Ball but obviously made in the uh, in the Far East uh-huh. under OLP two signature models uh, in, in this <laughs> quite stunning ad um, first up John Petrucci he's obviously going to be there of course, yeah, you know standard. classic guitar player who do you think for the two their first two signature models who do you think they went with John Petrucci obviously you know great guitar player Maybe. legend Maybe maybe the Lucas the dude. Yeah, maybe Steve Lucas. That's a good shout. Yeah, not him. Um, maybe, who else? We uh, Albert Lee. No, not obviously quite. Obviously, Albert Lee. Like the first signature guitars that they made were, no. were his. They, uh, uh, they, so they haven't gone with him. They didn't right. honour Albert Lee on that one. They've gone for guitar hero, legend, big player. I just seen who it is. Benji Madden <laughs> from Good Charlotte. Uh, <laughs> good on him. But do you remember that guitar? Okay, so Great. the guitar that he had looked so weird because it was like. Um, you know how the the Stingray uh, bass has that sort of um, opal shaped scratch plate, and Stingray, like a really... Stingray five string. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's that was essentially the guitar shape that he'd gone for. Yeah. So it looks like a bass, but he's got just one humbucker on the bridge, and then you've got you know that that sort of small like four by two music uh, music man headstock, and it just looks it's so weird for something that is essentially a Tom DeLonge Strat. That's basically what it is. Well, what it? he was going for, yeah. But knuckle duster inlay on the twelfth fret, so uh, <laughs> good times. Let's, um, I tell you what, that's good timing as well because uh, just a couple of months earlier, uh, the Chronicles of Life and Death, Good Charlotte's third LP had just come. What's out. on that one? Um, I don't know any of these songs actually. Chronicles of I just want. Oh, I just want to live. That yeah. was like a like a uh, angsty one, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, I just want to live. I don't think that's how it went. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it? With yeah, somebody. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Don't know. So, I don't know the rest of them. Another. What, what is this? An- another ad. Next page in. We've got another ad. Yeah. No content as of yet. No, no content quite yet. But what's, uh, what's this ad for? Another, I don't know what this is. Another signature product. The what is PV JSX? JSX, the Joe Satriani signature head. I don't know this. Taking Building on the foundations of the Triple uh, X head that they made, which is the one that had what, two... Triple X? To that, na- that Vin Diesel movie. No, uh, referring to uh, naked ladies in this case. It had two naked ladies on oh the my God. front of the amp using, I believe, the same archi- architecture from that amp. Um, Joe Satriani had this. It had, as far as I can remember, it had four channels and a built-in noise gate. <laughs> it was. It had like everything oh. in there, and so it had. You know how PV amps have the resonance control as well, like the sixty-five oh fives and. Um, the original 5150s have a, uh, a resonance control. Which what does is, that do? Is well, no one really knows, really. Right. You just sort of like turn, a, <laughs> sort of, turn the it resonance like, up. Is it like down? presence? Does uh, it work like presence? No, because they've got a presence control as well, um, but they've got a reson- resonance control. Some, probably something to do with the mids, but whenever I've heard one, there's so much gain on those amps that touching any of the controls makes little difference. Satriani always looks like such a dad musician, like those weird sunglasses. He's like the sort of guy who wears northern rock jackets because he thinks they're cool. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> you can, you know that he's got a couple of northern rock puffers uh, <laughs> kicking around. Um, so some... Uh, some uh, oh, i tell you what. Uh, for If, dear listener, you found the description of this advert... Uh, nothing short of riveting and exciting. Head on over to ebay.co.uk where you can buy uh, a print of that advert for £7.46. Wow. Nice. Not including postage. Well, there we go. You can get that framed if uh, you want. But yeah, they're going on eBay for 399 499 with a cab. 499 wow. I reckon that's the same one that just hasn't sold. 
Yeah, three, not four hundred quid if you want one of them nowadays. Well, I mean, what a bargain! What about PV Triple X? Can you see what I can get one of those for? Because they were very bad. Um, so, little feature on Sun Forty One. Three hundred quid for the combo. Now, Sun Forty, this was such the style of the time, wasn't it? So they're both there with their sign- signature-ish instruments. You've I got that that main guy from Sun Forty One's got Derek his, Wibbly Wobbly. Yeah, he's got his Telecaster with just a, a humbucker in the bridge. That's a cool telly. Yeah, it is a cool teddy. I agree. And then the other guitarist, Dave Baksh, yeah, has um, has got. Is that is that um, a PRS? It is a single humbucker PRS. PRS with like a um, and it's 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 like a chocolate brown with like an orange Fender Mustang speed stripe down it. Yeah, competition stripe, very much like the Tom DeLonge signature. That's, yeah, that's kind yeah, of what exactly. he's gone for. Sing, signature um, single humbucker. God, with everyone was single humbucker yeah. at the time. That's because it's all you need. Yeah. It's all you need to yeah. rock. Yeah. Um, little Sum 41 uh, kind of ideas of how to get their tone followed up by a, <laughs> a classic ad. Is it plug into your JCM 800 and then sort of just play? It's literally the controls are pretty much treble in the centre, pretty much mid in the centre, pretty much bass in the centre, no reverb gain all the way up <laughs> that's, the, that's the setting they suggest um next ad com- oh this ad oh, fantastic comes is a classic bit of gear uh this is from our, our good friends at boss now before boss realized that all they needed to do was just make some really cool guitar pedals and guitar amps they were heavily invested in uh portable recording do they do they still do any portable recording i mean gear? i don't know the br series was massive surely there's still some brs they, they probably do something don't they but for, for a while while I remember our display there's got to be some people out there like I don't know church organists or something well I know a few people that have had these over the years but um, our display of boss pedals was the same size as our BR um, display BR was the boss recorders and they did about four or five different models Um, this one is for the BR864 which I think is a four track with built in drum machine it's eight track Is eight track? Okay, eight track. Some stereo tracks going on there. Um, eight track recorder with a drum machine built in. What's the tagline? Uh, small, powerful, and simple, just like me. So <laughs> perfect. Um, so yeah, the uh, the idea behind this, I guess, was it was like an all in one recording box, of which there were tons at the time. Basically, yeah. before did comp- Boss were Boss beating Tascam for this, or did well, Tascam sort of? I, 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 Tascam obviously did this before because they did all of their tape four tracks and stuff, but. I, th- I guess one thing to mention around this time is there's loads of digital recording stuff because people's computers weren't really good enough. This was before, I guess it was probably before GarageBand. Well, what were we on? Maybe? What, what Windows was around then? Was it was it me? Me Everest? Yeah. Say yeah. me. Was it me? No, that's it's Windows Me. Oh God. Millennium Edition. That's yeah. what it stands for. Okay. Um, yeah, probably something like that or Vista. I don't know. I get lost in the. Timeline of Windows stuff. Yeah. Last Windows machine I had was 95. Nice. Um, so, yep, yeah, cool little uh, nice bit of nostalgia there. Absolutely tons of these going on eBay, yep. I will say. If you've got one of those and you think you're sitting on a little gold mine, you're not. You're not. <laughs> Good. Um, weirdly, an ad for bare knuckle pickups. I what? didn't think that they were around at this time. I didn't, neither I did thought, I. I. I genuinely thought they turned up maybe five years ago. Yeah, that's bizarre. And it's like 
the same advertising as well. <laughs> it's the same it's logo. Exactly the same. It's basically the same ad. There's just a black ad with a couple of their pickups on there and a picture of the bare knuckle boxing guy. Also an ad for Rotor Sound featuring the Ordinary Boys, which should place us firmly uh, in the time period. Um, God, there's so many ads in here. Vintage acoustics <laughs> next. Um, ten pieces of rock and roll mayhem. I'm not going to read all the features because I feel that's not really fair to. I like um, that they've assigned a double page spread to the uh, title feature of this uh, of this next section. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's good. Um, we'll just do a couple of the little news items. Um, a little obituary to John Peel died in 2004. All right. Oh, um, we were just listening to uh, Snuff. Actually, John Peel's favourite ever band. I thought that was the undertones. No, no, he loves that album, but yeah, apparently Snuff is his favourite ever band. Oh, well, how yeah, about that? Fantastic. We'd listen to their cover of the Shake and Vac theme song. It was, oh, it was right. good. Um, little feature on My Chemical Romance, and uh, who I obviously remember, Tokyo Dragons, I don't remember. No, it's not one for me. Um, is he wearing a Zeke shirt? There was a nice little, there's a nice little picture of a, camouf- a Mac camouflage ESP yeah. oh, that, with a set of EMGs. That looks kind of like the uh, current Lars Fredrickson it does uh, look like the, no, the Lars Viper. Frederick one is more digital camo yeah, you're, yeah no it is you're right it is digital camo there he is um, that's the fella from Soundgarden oh okay I thought it was Jay Maskis looking no, 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 from no. upside it's, down it's uh, Kim Thile Thile Okay. Th- Playing um, an SG. Also a feature on Interpol, again, very much Great of band. the time. But this is really what I wanted to get oh, to. Oh, the adverts. The ads sure. in here are fantastic. <laughs> We've talked about a few of them already. So, bear in mind, 2004 is only 13 years ago. Um, the ads in here for, like, the, the main effects pedal ad in here is for the Zoom 707 Mark II. With l- the tagline of Back to the Future. I mean, I don't know if they're kind of taking the piss out of themselves because it looks so 80s. And this is 2004. And they've made something that's like grey plastic with sort of zoom embossed in it. And and sort of the artwork for this is the pedal sort of floating between a meteorite and the sun. Yeah, I I mean... I'm not really sure what they're going for. Their style hasn't changed that much. Their products still look a bit like this. They do. Well, they've had a bit of... They've had a bit of a face, for sure. And the... B three, yeah, was yeah, really fair enough. Those great. are those are very neat looking products. I've always liked the G three. I thought it was quite cool. At least now you've got another option though. This was literally the only kind of beginners <laughs> multi effects yeah. around at the time, and it probably would have been. I think for some reason I've got it in my head that these were one hundred and fifty nine quid, and they're plastic. They've got the worst display on them in the world. They sounded dreadful. It's a, a black backlit red writing yeah yeah red like, digital, proper, like an alarm clock proper like you know the flux capacitor it's got that sort of text on it um but i just can't believe that in 2004 this is still in here yeah. that was the biggest shop of reading through this magazine there's yeah pretty bonkers um we've got the ever-present uh yamaha pacificas Beautiful. Uh, exactly yeah. the same guitars they still make now. Yeah, totally. And they're still pay, paying for like page spread ads. And I in. think around this time, this was probably already between five and ten years old, this guitar, so this, it's still rocking. I'm, I'm sort of keeping a bit of a mental note of taglines to decide who's got the best one. I'm not sure anyone's going to top Yamaha's tagline on their Pacifica ad. So is, is that 112? Yeah but, uh, yeah, but the tagline is... Don't ask us. <laughs> <laughs> what? It then goes on to say... <laughs> just don't ask us. It, it then goes on to say in really small text... Uh, well, in fact, what they've done is they've just pulled a load of quotes from Harmony Central. They've just gone through people's <laughs> reviews and printed them. It's, uh, it's quite an odd one, really. Um, Harmony Central. The Yamaha Pacifica, I'm just on the Wikipedia page. What um, what year do you think 
It was Nin- so ninety-seven. I, I think um, ninety. Nineties, eh? Yep. I'm going ninety-seven. Ooh, it surely 98. it's not. Ninety-eight. Ninety-eight. Um, no, I think nineteen ninety-two. Nineties, eh? Go on then. Nineteen eighty-nine was when the Yamaha Pacifica was uh, was first introduced. I mean, that's pretty impressive, isn't it? And they only just got updated to the Vs, didn't they? Maybe five years ago or something like that. Because they they don't make just make the standard one one two anymore, do they? Exactly. They they introduced a whole range of like premium pickups. Do you know know what the V? Do you know what the V stand? What the V indicates? Vintage. Vintage. No, incorrect. What the V stands for is other features. No, it doesn't. When they came the, out, the it, V indicates other features. A V suggests an Alnico V magnet, oh, for okay, example. Okay. Uh, Alnico five magnet. Sorry. Um, yeah, but all the numbers they do. So they've got some actual. Uh, good lord, they do have some actual. Um, some there is some like it makes sense the uh, the numbering and everything. So the first number loosely refers to the class or feature of the guitar. So one is that's why they do the O one two, which is the budget one. Yeah, no, this hasn't been written very well. <laughs> Good, <laughs> I'm glad. I'm, I'm going to move away from. I'm, I'm going I'm to yeah. cut my losses and okay, step, anyway, step away from Wikipedia. We've got another ad we're and another ba- tagline. Bang into another ad. There are other features in here, but we're skipping over some of the stuff because it's mainly not important. The ads are kind of the funniest thing. Um, go on then. Who do we think this? Is? Well, you guys know who it's for, but listeners, eight million feet. Can't be wrong. That's the tagline. <laughs> That's the tagline. Eight I'll, I'll give you two feet. minutes to answer. Two minutes? Two I'll minutes? Give you two seconds to answer. Is Boss. Um, Boss are advertising their latest uh, compact pedal, the Mega Distortion MD2. One of the worst sounding uh, Boss pedals, I think. Yeah, ever. Is it? Is it still current, the MD2? Uh, I think but, yeah, can, I think it probably can, is, actually. You can, you can still buy them. They're... Uh, now that we discussed this earlier, Joe, now you've obviously got so many different options. But back in the day, this was like the guitarist in my band had an MD2 because he went into the shop and he went, oh, "I want a high gain distortion pedal." And they went, "Yeah, you can have the Boss MD2, you can have the Boss MT2, or you can have a Rat." And those are the three high gain distortion yeah. pedals that were available. Yeah. And he didn't like the Rat because. Rats have quite a distinctive sound, and, and you need and a he, jack input. Well, yeah, yeah, and he didn't want a pedal that said metal on it, so he had one choice, which was the Mega Distortion. Um, and yeah, for me, it's not a great sounding pedal. Obviously, nope. the Boss Boss have a huge range of fantastic sounding pedals. The MD2 for me is uh, is not one of them. So I'm just trying to remember: was it at the um, when we went to the Boss event that Matty did? Um, wasn't there a couple of pedals there? I think I have it in my head. There was three pedals there that were celebrating having. They were celebrating that they'd sold ten million each or something like that. I think like no, it was different amounts on each one. Oh, okay. So maybe there was okay because I'm just trying to have a look because this advert says that there's eight million sold. And this is 2004. Yeah. Um, so that means in between what nine? When did they? When did Boss release their first pedal? Seventy something. Seventy seven. Seventy seven was the first compact. Yeah. So the first compact was seventy seven. So it took them. Uh, where are we here? Two thousand four. So it took them what twenty, nearly thirty years yeah. to sell eight million. 
They then are celebrating in 2007. I've just found an article of them celebrating 10 million pedals sold. Right. So they sold another two million pedals in two in three years. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like I I mean, I I can't imagine that that slowed down. I I, I wish Matt was here to confirm, but yeah. The only reason it might have slowed down is because there's so much more choice now. But obviously the pedal market is bigger. Yeah. Yeah, like you say, I can't imagine it has. But yeah, the reason probably they sold uh, 2 million in, uh, sorry, was it? Two million in two years? Three million in two years. The reason No, two million in three years. Two million in three years. Probably the reason that they did that is because I was saying there was no other choice. You know, if you want to drive, it was you do you want a rat, do you want a big muff, or do you want the boss pedals? And that was basically it back in the yeah. uh, back in two thousand four. Um moving on, they do some review some albums in here. There is some actual music in this magazine. Um what are we saying? Paul Gilbert uh, released an album. Paul Gilbert did release an album, Acoustic Samurai. Oh, um, good okay, Lord. I'm going to give you the rundown, and you've got to tell me which of these albums got the, hu- the most amount of stars out of five. Okay. So, hang on, I just need to uh, check, actually. Okay, right, let's just do the ones on the first page. So, okay, which of these albums got the highest rating? Stevie Ray Vaughan and Double Trouble, live at Montreux, 1982 and 1985. The Donners, Gold Medal. U2, How to Dismantle an Atomic Bomb. John Frusciante, Inside the Emptiness. Paul Gilbert, Acoustic Samurai. Or, yeah, okay, let's just do those ones. I reckon SRV. You reckon Stevie Ray Vaughan got the highest rating? I reckon rating? he's got it. I reckon he's just got it. Jay Although Cross? I, th- I think that the Freshante record is probably the better one out of all of those. Jay Cross. Um, Stop I'm, looking them up. I'm, get... I'm, I'm just having a look to see like how what many star rating they got in total. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with. Um, I mean, the Donners are on the cover. I'm going to go with the Donners. The uh, Donners actually is the lowest rated album, getting three out of five stars. (laughs) Um, The highest, so uh, we're both uh, all sitting at, well, in fact, also sitting at three stars. You too, How to Dismantle an Atomic Bomb. Um, With four stars, both the Stevie Ray Vaughan album and John Frusciante, and the five-star rated album of Paul Gilbert, Acoustic Samurai, which I believe is just an acoustic uh, shred album. So uh, He also produced it. Yeah, I'm not surprised because who else? Long. Who else would? Um, so one more. Let's do one, a couple more ads actually before we move on to the. One older it was on it. Oh really? Really? Mm. Um, on, the, on the last track. So yes, um, another company that is still rocking, um, still wow. going great guns actually. Vintage guitars um, have got an ad for their latest model in here. Um, it's very much a PRS copy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it um, might as well be called the PRS 100. Um, it might actually be called the PRS 100. No, in <laughs> fact, hang on, Jay, wait for it. It's called SRP. The VRS one hundred, <laughs> yes, for two hundred and thirty-nine pounds. Uh, yeah, you get an Eastern Poplar body. How much? Flame maple, two hundred and thirty-nine pounds. Um, a set maple neck. Uh, I mean, to be fair, you know, it's a set neck guitar. It's you know, it's set I mean, in what? Uh, set in the Poplar body. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, indeed. Wilkinson hardware. You know, it doesn't look bad. Um, in, in fact, it looks probably the best out of the vintage guitars that are displayed beneath. One of them is like a weird BC Rich. It doesn't look good at all. Um, it looks 
Oh yeah, the, no, yeah, priced priced from six hundred and forty nine pounds to one hundred and forty nine pounds. Weird, they do it I that was way just around. Looking at that and being like, why? That's a weird way around to do it. Vintage electrics from six hundred and forty nine pounds to one hundred and forty nine pounds. <laughs> Surely it should be the other way around. Very, very weird. Um, some uh, some banging deals on a VRS one hundred if you're uh, yeah, if you're looking g- on give eBay. Us, give us the eBay lowdown. Um, Remember that they were what two hundred and thirty nine? Did I say? Well, I mean, there are three have been sold in the UK in the last six weeks or so uh, for between 100 and 120 pounds wow um, let's do this ad so this yes. is for a classic uh, guitar shop hanger on if you worked in a guitar shop in the last decade or so you probably have seen at least one of these kicking around in a stock room or uh, you know tucked away somewhere in the corner what of the a shop. shocking product the Vox, title of the ad uh, Judgment Day <laughs> They've gone for a real serious vibe with this one. Um, it's, you know, post 9-11, so you really... Um, Vox Valvetronics. Uh, the, Good amps. The Vox Valvetronics AD50VT, AD30VT and AD15VT. Um, Vox is, I think, their first stab at modelling. No, second. Really? What was the first? They did the. Do you remember the blue mesh? Ah, yeah, they the were still called, the one that We've you spoken about the one before, that you bought yeah, and bought. you needed three people to lift or something. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So these were like a, a more budget version of those. Yeah, high, exactly. They went, the first uh, ones were really high end. They basically were trying to take on like Line Six flex tones rather than these ones taking on Line Six spiders. Um, so these are the ones with. You know, it kind of looks like a Vox grill, but it's metal. Yeah, yeah. They than, look like it's like Vox doing Engel. Yeah, it's really, really well, weird. Well, I mean, these haven't actually changed all that much. Well, they're vintage. What's they're the new- vintage looks now, so they look like right. Well, okay, well that's good. Yeah, they look the, like normal. The box thing amps. I always hated about these VX, is, they're called now, aren't they? Oh, VT some VT number X. Yeah, yeah. The, the thing I always hated about these amps were the effects had a bypass button and not an on button. So when you turn when you turn the effects dial. Your effects were automatically on. It wasn't you push a button and the effects are on. You had a bypass button, which seems like completely the wrong way around to me. Because you'd have players, customers like come in, plug in and push the button for effects. And they'd be and like... Turn off. And it turns off. Yeah. And they're like, oh, what's going on with the... Why can't you... Like, why put... Just put an on button. Well, probably because they want to show off the fact that... It's got effects on it. Well, it's just a weird... But surely then you have a big button that says effects on. Well, yeah, for sure. Yeah, very um, very odd. I remember them not sounding particularly fantastic. No, the latest series did. I had a VT20 Plus, I think it was called. And I thought they were really good. I thought they were very cool. Who's ready for another round of Shop or Chop? Me. Soho <laughs> Soundhouse. Joe, are you, you going to guess? Uh chop i've never ever ever heard of them yes they are very much chop right yeah, big fair. old chop big so fa- soho sound house yeah snarl from there i think have gone on to form other guitar shops some of the bigger players uh, i've worked with some people who used to work in soho sound house yeah. well i mean uh, these guys have bought a single page spread and have literally wasted a third of it advertising mic stands and guitar <laughs> stands <laughs> <There> is, <laughs> but you know back in the day not a lot of people were shopping online at that point yeah, so you I know suppose. they're probably the only company in here that have got accessories in their ad um, but yeah I agree maybe they could have used that to plug some guitars instead um, nice picture of Dave Grohl uh, really weird thing in here that I remember because I used to buy Total Guitar Magazine um, picture of Jane Goodman Jonathan Ross's wife and um, noted screenwriter she wrote um she works with Mark Miller. I think she did some writing for Kick-Ass. 
and she wrote uh, X-Men First Class, I think. Really? She used to do a column in Total Guitar Magazine because she was a guitar beginner, basically, um, and she would do a monthly column about like how her practice was going that oh, month right. and That's what she learned. actually very cool. Yeah, it used to be really, really good. Um, and yeah, just a little, there's a little feature on her talk because this is a kind of retrospective they're going over some of the old columns and stuff that they'd uh, done but yeah we'd see her kind of pop up in a guitar mag um next ad pedal board question mark i see what they've done are you bored of pedals but that is not the entire headline joe branton pedal board question mark then step up two the, the tone core, oh. not not the streets. <laughs> Step up to the tone core. Tone core by line six. Yeah, everyone's you, like these pedals could kill a man. What what do you remember about them? They were built like actual tanks. Yeah, they were the most heavyweight, like tallest. They were they stacked really high, like really thick chubby pedals so let's run down the range obviously the echo park which is the, one, the only one that i remember it was the only it basically took all the functions from the uh dl4, DL4. but only gave you one foot switch right um it was like a yeah single foot switch dl4 that's the best way i can describe yeah. it. this really. is the only one that really took off out of the range as well. yeah everything else kind of got lost so you've also got the tap tremolo which was the, one of the key features about this was although they were single button they yeah. had a hard push and a soft push right, on there yeah. so you could turn them on or off and tap the problem was it wasn't particularly well built so a lot of the time you do the thing that you didn't want to do like if you wanted to turn it on or off you might accidentally start the tap tempo going um so yeah there's what six pedals in the range so the echo park tap tremolo the space chorus which i actually remember being quite good um the constrictor you love chorus don't you uh no chorus is the worst what, effect what is the constrictor the uh, compressor? What, what do you think is it a compressor it is a compressor of well, course it's just it is. It's yellow yeah what's wrong with that I don't know any yellow compressor. <laughs> Listeners, if you can think of a yellow compressor, do um, fire it Joe Brandon's way. Um, the Crunch Tone and the Uber Metal. Uber uh, Metal! Yeah, which is... What about the more yellow comp? Oh, yeah. That, but, yeah. <laughs> Did you just type in yellow compressor? Yeah, but I was... That, the only reason... No, I typed in yellow comp because I was sure that there was a more pedal called yellow comp. I was kind of thinking that as I said it. Um, let's do another round of Shop or Chop. Coda Music. I mean, they're not still around, are they? What are you talking about? Of course they are. They're are one of they? your competition. They're one of your biggest competitors. <laughs> well, they're definitely not. <laughs> they're not even in my list of people to check. Another quick They're file. not even in my list of people that I send fake customer complaints to. <laughs> they uh, they sell things way more expensive than oh, you right. can afford. Shall, um, I, shall I add them to my list? Because uh, I do like trolling other, other shops on the internet. No, so I don't think you I should, don't do, think you should do that. Um, oh. sh- another quick file round of Shop or Chop. Dawson's Music. Uh, very much Shop. Chop? No. Yeah, they don't exist. They do <laughs> anymore. You can't just do this to your. <laughs> you can't do this to your competitors. No, I like the guys at Dawson's. They have um, they have that monkey as their as at their logo. I think that's really sweet. They are indeed still. No, they sh- are not actually nice people. They're very. Whoever runs their Twitter is very friendly. Okay, I've not interacted with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, I've chatted with him. Um, just so you know, uh, just letting you know that Creed's greatest hits will be out on the 22nd of November 2004. Oh, just in case you're, uh, yes. which is another small ad in here. A single Creed song. Um, There's that one that goes. Was Mark Tremonti in that band? He was. 
And then he was in Alter Bridge. Alter Bridge. Yeah, yeah. Um, quick Squire advert. Three yes. models. Three. I mean, this shows how much things have changed because the headline for this one is Spectacular Guitars at Very Ordinary Prices. I would say that these are actually very ordinary guitars <laughs> at very ordinary prices <laughs> because the three guitars that you've got here are... The standard Telecaster. <laughs> yeah, great the guitar. The standard Strat. Fantastic Special, guitar. it does say special. Yeah, because and it's got an aluminium scratch plate and like literally metal tele-style control knobs. That's the only difference. That's horrible. And, the and a matching head- standard jazz bass. Wait, is that headstock even matching or is that a black headstock with a blue body? No, it's a black headstock and a black body. Oh. Um, that is a very, very strange advert. Yeah, really weird. Only three guitars in there and... They're just really boring ones. <laughs> I'm not really sure what they're going for. I would not describe them as spectacular guitars. Um, oh, Shop or Chop. There's, oh, blimey, there's a few here, actually. There's more okay. than one on one page. Shopoftheworld.com. Chop. I, I mean, assume. Surely <laughs> Chop. Let's shop. have a look. What is it? Shop, shop of the World. And my favourite part about Shop of the World is one of the guitars they're advertising at the bottom is a Daisy Rock butterfly which i didn't even know existed i used to own the flower i had a pink flower and didn't you you had the heart base uh, uh, the heartbreaker base yeah um but i've never seen this before this is like a detailed butterfly with like multiple colors single humbucker in the bridge that looks awesome it looks like oh my god from, I, I need to find one of these i i don't remember the shop at all but it looks like they had a spin-off uh, subsidiary because they've got another website address here guitarsforgirls.com so maybe I seem to remember that they might have been the distributor for Daisy Rock. Oh dear, I need to oh, stop looking at these websites just... because they all that's flagging up is not secure. Okay, on my, on my okay, computer. fine. So I think it's fair to say that Shop of the World is now Chop of Very the World. Very much Chop of the World. <laughs> but I'm going to go out and look for one of these Butterfly Daisy Rocks. Listeners, if you've seen any, let me know. And don't buy it. I will pay any money. <laughs> Good. Um... Another uh, shop or chop peach guitars. Chop, oh, definitely. No, chop. they absolutely are still, don't exist anymore. They are still a shop. They absolutely. I've never heard of them. Expanded. Opened a second location. Brand new, large scale operation. Ooh, Fantastic no, no. place to go and check out a uh, <laughs> great range of custom shop guitars. Really? Yeah. Couldn't do a Another ad that I want to cover. No, they're really good. Peach are a great. Guitar we will shop. eventually get to this rundown of the fifty best bits of gear. I tell you what, this seems like a Fairly decent, uh, decent value for money. Yeah. This magazine. How much? Well, was I mean, this most of his ads. Yeah, I suppose. They're like seven quid now. How much was it back then? They're five ninety nine. They now, were four ninety nine. Well, there we go. Um, yeah, I mean, no, if you had just bought this mag, most of it is tab and adverts. So it wouldn't have tab been, and ads. Tab and ads, indeed. If you're into tab and ads, distortion ad. defined, exceptional tone. Tones all in capitals for no reason. That. There's actually doesn't make any sense. There's, there's actually three different headlines here. Distortion defined, exceptional tone, and five new pedals that cover the spectrum. So this is... <laughs> Those just three completely separate sentences. I like they how they're just... In Times New Roman. I mean, I think it's really interesting how times have changed here in that what they're saying here is look at these pedals and look how utilitarian your guitar playing so, can become... So. Look at these fantastic pedals. You can sound like anything. Whereas now, it's buy an Earthquake and Data Corruptor and make your guitars sound like absolutely nothing whatsoever. So this this advert in question is for the Digitech range of pedals: the the Bad Monkey, the uh, the Death Metal, uh, the Screaming Blues, 
the hothead and the famous grunge. But my favourite part about this is they, they've broken down the five pedals below and given a little mini paragraph on each pedal. And then they've put a little... The distortometer. Little, yeah, but it's, it's like a little rev thing, a little rev counter. It's a rev counter and various... <laughs> d- d- depending on which pedal you go for, it's in different... Uh, the revs are further round and also it's more or less on fire. And, and when you get to the top one... But it's just on fire. Is the whole is, thing's on fire. Which so is the death ba- metal. Bad Monkey is a 0 to 30 on the distortometer. Right. Screaming Blues, 20 to 50 on the distortometer. Really? The Screaming Blues is more? Hothead, 40 to 70 distortometer right. rating. There's a bit of fire coming off of that. The Grunge is on 60 to 90. Right. Death Metal, distortometer meter range... Mild pain to total annihilation. Excellent. Wow. Yeah. Excellent. Some, uh, some serious gain. I think gain it's it. interesting to know that the only one of those that is still current is the bad, bad monkey. monkey. Is uh, that no, discontinued now. Discon? Oh. Oh. I think they're all gone. Um, shop or chop, surfingmonkey.co.uk. The UK's premier music store. Well, not anymore because you have been chopped, mother monkey. <laughs> it's is it surfing with without a G? A G. Surfingmonkey.co.uk. I'm, I'm not sure I should be looking up these. .co.uk. Sorry. Yeah. I have never Spanking ever <laughs> spankingmonkey.co.uk. That's horrendous. <laughs> um, Do not look that up. Surfingmonkey.co.uk. Yeah. Why didn't anyone think to put no. the word guitar in in like the name of their shop? Yeah. Well, because it probably wasn't a guitar shop to begin with. Shop or chop. The Planet of Sound. <laughs> uh, the web address is theplanetofsound.co.uk. That does okay. not exist. We've got another excellent round of Shop or Chop no, coming with gone. the next page Planetofsound.co.uk. There's plenty, I tell you what, plenty of websites out there for people. Plenty of uh, it's a domains for, for people, people to, to go and buy up. GAK.co.uk, yeah. the Guitar Amp and Keyboard Centre. Almost certainly. Such, I, such I, a shame. I, I, I seem to remember. Before our day, Mark Packham. The, it's, this advert would have been before you or I had any hand in the advertising. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was working in the shop at this time. Um, and, you know, it's an ad with loads of prices in it, which is kind of yeah, gat MO of the time. Because, yeah. again, most people weren't using the website, so it was cram it with deals Um, so yeah shame they got chopped Uh, they were great uh, up until about two and a half years ago yeah something like that fantastic and then uh, crashed and burned (laughs) two and a half years ago you've uh, been there for at least three an absolute idiot at the marketing helm Um, and he is indeed a marketing helm <laughs> right, no, let's of get course. to this 50. Gag. I'm going to get there. Merchant City Music, Shop or Chop. They're still they're still about, but they used to be way bigger than they were. Okay. Uh, guitar guitar of sort of Okay. They're they're big. They're good. Yeah. Merchant City. Oh, no, yeah. Jay, I know Jay's got the, the insert. Jay's there. got the figs. He's got the figures. Don't have the figs. Reedies.com, Shop or Chop. Chop. No, Reedies Home <laughs> of Music. Yeah, they are still, still there. very much shop. going. Joe Branton's sw- taking out his competitors. Um we will get to this ad. We will get to the 50. We got 20 minutes of the pod left. We will get there. I want to stop on this ad because this ad is fantastic. <laughs> What is happening here, listeners, is there is an advert for the PRS Santana signature model, now available in five new colours, including sunburst, black, cherry red, metallic burgundy, and purple. Under the moon, it's the same as bit of motion that I get from you. Um, Got so- the kind of love and that could be so smooth, yeah. 
Give me your heart, make it real, or let's forget about it. There we go. I've what a great song. All I'm imagining is someone listening to this in their kitchen while they're doing the Christmas washing up, and that that comes on. Old Nan sticks her head in like, what's going on? Um, right. That was a great a- guitar. So it's still selling well. Do you know what? That, I think, is the, for me, is the best SE that they've ever produced. The Santana 2, that one is. Do you think um, it was the first, like, it was the first guitar that PRS made that sort of uh, broke out of the sort of dentist thing? I think it was, the, the I mean, Santana it, was the one for they were such the first a long time. They were the first SE. Right, I see. So that's, that's why. Um, and, in fact, what was kind of weird about them is that actually... They PRS already made a Santana model, uh, Santana model, I should say, um, and it didn't look anything like that. They made it was the smaller body right. with the um, kind of symmetrical horns on it, the one that was the famous PRS Santana model, and then so they, the, they they the, brought out this SE range. So this SE has a scratch plate, um, you know, uncovered double humbuckers, one volume, one tone. It looked in terms of vibe, they look a little bit more like the is it the mirror that's yeah. the a little bit like the mirror. It's double cut obviously and it doesn't have any bird inlays. I honestly think the hardtail version of this, if you picked one up today, you know, second hand, that would still be a fantastic guitar. Oh, yeah, they're, they're still they still obviously make the Santa and it's still a fantastic guitar. But of course now we're at a point where PRS makes but some of the best quality. The one now though in the world. looks and f- it looks like the the regular PRS, right. the American oh, one. What saying. I'm saying is this body shape in particular, I just think is such a cool guitar. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, no, I just think they were awesome. They were the first brand, I think, to successfully transition from very much like custom shoppy stuff mm-hmm. right down to making affordable things. Obviously, you know, Fender Squire and yeah. uh, Gibson Epiphone, but... Keeping the same name and everything. Yeah, keeping the same. Yeah, still yeah. calling them PRS. Yeah, know, I think that was the. That's kind of the key thing. They. Well, I mean, of, there's still not many people that do it. No, no, definitely not. You know, ESP have got LTD. Ernie um, Ball have got Sterling. Yeah, yeah. They try and separate themselves. PRS have kind of the, the they were the first ones to have confidence in that new cheaper product. Um, yeah, I and, guess Ibanez as well. Yeah, Ibanez. I guess do the whole range under one. There's not so much of a definition there though is there it's kind of the whole range because they're making loads yeah. of different countries and loads of different price points this is very much here's, here's, here's our expensive really, guitars really banging stuff and here's the cheaper yeah. ones but they've got the same name yeah as we've talked about we all think that Gibson would might be a cool idea if Gibson did that mm. but we'll uh, see shop or chop soundsgreatmusic.com <laughs> chop I think probably chop. I think shop. Sounds great. Soundsgreatmusic.com. What's cool is that they, they've got a little bit in the bottom corner, listeners, where they list what cards they take, and that includes not only Visa, MasterCard, and American Express, but also Switch. Yeah. Do you not remember the Switch card? I remember Switch. They had adverts. They did. Um, they don't accept Diners Club, which are, you know, a little bit upsetting. Sorry, I've... Of course, still going. Yeah, of course, yeah. exactly. Shop. Um, next up, shop or chop? Flying pig music. Chop. Jay, what are you saying? They can't. St- I don't think flying pig is still going. The flying pig uk.com. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go flying pig uk.com. So uh, I don't know if they're still a shop. I'm thinking probably chop. I think they are dead. Website's not loading. So, um,. They were, back in the day, they were kind of like the ultimate box shifter. And if my mate, I never went there, but my mate went there. And he said it was like an Argos, like you just turned up and there was just a counter. And 
then you went like, I want this, and I went, okay, it's three hundred quid. Oh yeah, and they yeah, just yeah, give yeah, you a yeah. box with three hundred quid. You you got that your three hundred quid, and then you got your Fender amp or whatever it was that you you bought. So uh, yeah, very very different. But from what I understand, it have not uh, not transitioned. Um, what have we got? Let's fly through this so we can get to this countdown. We need to get to this countdown. Um, Anderson's music <laughs> shop or shop? <laughs> we need to get to this countdown. Okay. <laughs> I'm staying shop on Anderson's music. I think they're Barely, still uh, just about um, skin of their teeth. Musicroom.com shop or chop? Oh, oh, they are still around. Yeah, they are still around. I yeah. think the Brighton the Brighton one closed. Yeah, the Brighton one closed. They've had a few shops closed, but I think that those those boys are still. They're definitely still going because I mates with one of the purchases. Well, there we go. Yeah. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today musicroom.com open and now we come round to this evening's feature presentation the Ooh. top they're calling it the 50 best buys of the decade <laughs> we'll so this never is fit this into 15 total minutes. guitar have picked out 50 things and um, what i'm going to do is i'm going to go um, we're going to have to make this a two part no 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 it's fine i think we should do <laughs> indeed i think we should i'm going to run how are we going to do this i'm going to run down the 50 things and if you say so if you've got something to say about them say stop is it in reverse chronological order it's not in any order it's got uh, a bit of the review and it's got the year so i'm going to so it's out. not saying like it's not going down to the best product uh, it is exactly right, that okay, yes yeah. yeah it's what they think is the been the most important oh my god uh, there's the, some amazing the 10 years. stuff here so if you've got something to say you've got an interesting thing to share we're gonna then, have something to say about everything well maybe not so number 50 from 2004 you dirty rat by proco uh electronics or proco i guess they're just called proco proco engine no maybe it's just proco yeah um any any memories on the Dirty Rat? The You Dirty Rat. Well, that was this thing, wasn't it? Proco just kept making different versions of the and same thing. And they were thing. basically all the same. Like, they still do, like, the Double Rat yeah. and stuff. And it's just like, yeah, man, everyone still just likes the normal one. Um, they did the Bassier Rat as well. What was the difference with the You Dirty? It was called the Juggernaut was the base one. Yeah. Um, well, you Dirty, I think it was just like, it had gain. a bit more gain. Right. Yeah, <laughs> nothing exciting. Great. 49, Hamer Studio from August 2004. 
Um, not much to say about Hamer really. It's you know, pour one out from for Hamer, they no longer exist. This was their budget offering, I believe. Oh, oh, oh no, that, no, it's uh, not actually. This is an expensive one, US made, um, with all the trimmings according to Total Guitar. So this was this uh, the Hamer Studio was like a, a double cut sort of Les Paul, slightly PRSy, kind of Santana PRSy sort of yeah. uh, sort of vibe going on. Um, well, I mean, God, really, by today's standard, I'd say that looks that looks absolutely bang average. Like uh, unbound neck dot inlays, uncovered pickups. I think we're going to find that a lot in this list. That gear pull. is actually way better now for the yeah. same money. So, um, forty-eight, the Fender fiftieth anniversary Strat from August two thousand and four. Um, another one of Fender's classic anniversary models where basically all they did was change the nameplate oh, yeah, on the back. the back plate so it's got an anniversary thing. Yep. I always find that Fender missed the mark with anniversary models. They're always like, not missed the mark, just for me because they're like, they're bling. Like by definition of an anniversary model, you make it a bit blinger yeah. and, and Fender is such like a workhorse company that it never sort of sat quite right for Well, me. I, I guess they're still just, they're making it so you don't get a USA standard strat and a USA standard 50 anniversary, 50th anniversary. Yeah, yeah. The worst bit is when some someone comes in. And they're like, "I've got this um, got this Strat Selly. Oh, it's no. uh, it's actually fiftieth anniversary." And you just have to go, "Yeah, it's just the same." But they also did a fortieth and they did a sixtieth, and yeah. they're, they're all the same. There's nothing special about them. They, and it, you could also just get a two thousand and three exactly. Strat. And it's they exactly only made that the for same. one year as well. Well, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, but it's fiftieth anniversary." Yeah. Um, that was the always person who sold it to me in 2004 said that this was going to be worth a lot of money. Yeah, always disappointing to uh, to tell it, to break it to people. Um, one of my favourite nonsensical products ever, the uh, number 47, the Line 6 Variax Acoustic from 2004. Wait, what? So the Variax Acoustic from 2004. Wait, what? Indeed. So this was, I think, the third Variax thing after the... There were Variaxes in 2004 for a yeah, start. They came out in they, 2001. They barely changed. 2002. <laughs> the software is still quite similar. Um, they came out in 2001 or 2002, maybe. Right. Um, and so this was, I think, the third thing they did after the uh, regular six-string electric and then the bass. Uh, I think it was the Variax acoustic. So this allowed you to obviously plug in it obviously didn't do anything to the acoustic sound um but you could plug in and it could sound like a gibson or it could sound like a martin or it could have 12 string or it could be a banjo or it could have uh wow. it could, there was some spanish guitar models on there as well Oof. i tell you what we're we're how far in are we what number is that 47 so we're you know just a handful in and it's not looking promising for the, between the years of 1994 and 2004, is it? No, not uh, not particularly. Um, the Variax Acoustic, by the way, the reason I think it's nonsensical is because most people who bought a Variax were just people playing at home. And obviously, unless you've got it like blaring out of a PA, yeah. you're still going to be able to hear the strings anyway. That, so. was always, that was always the thing that completely mystified me, was people who would say, right, I've got an electroacoustic, I want to get an amp for it. But not a, not a very loud one, just yeah, a just small one. I want to play at home. More acoustic. Amp. And the thing is, it's just like you've you've got an amp. It's that brown thing that you're holding in your lap. Like that's an acoustic <laughs> amp. <laughs> that's an acoustic amp. And pretty much any amp that you buy for using at home isn't going to be as loud as that anyway. Number forty six, the Moon Standard Mandolin. I'm pretty sure we got nothing to uh, to say about that. <laughs> forty five, Apple GarageBand software. Wow, um, how about so, that? Really, yeah. GarageBand was out. Two thousand four, that came out. So oh. yeah, like I was saying about those portable recorders, that kind of signalled the death now because obviously Apple were going after 
the kind of prosumer market at that point, or not even prosumer, just home, you know, MacBook laptops had got affordable, um, and GarageBand obviously was quite an easy program to use. I tell you what, it's so cold that it's number 46 <laughs> on this list. 45. 45 on this list. GarageBand changed mo- so much. Yeah. That should be, that should probably, I don't know what number one's going to be, but, but that d- should probably be number one. Don't forget, it had only been out for a few months at this point, so. I mean, even so, surely, well, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe hindsight is twenty twenty, but. Yeah. Um, number 44, the Carlsberg New Tone. Um, <laughs> who knows? Um, it's, the- a, it's a weird combo amp. The Carlsberg new tone wow Indeed. that is it's is it like, you yes it's a, it is yeah it's a really it's 2004, of course it's 2004 yeah, yeah new yeah. metal so it's a really thick combo amp with like it's again it's a bit engerly or well no it's a bit carlsbury it's, it's just a bit like tat pub amp yes very Get much and um 43 vox Vi- <laughs> vox vox valtronics tone lab se from 2004 or so wow um, this was a multi-effects using the amp modeling from those ad series amps we talked about earlier um with a valve built in mm-hmm. and um and two expression pedals two expression pedals i remember it basically being like the same length as an ironing board oh they're um, so massive they were still they were still current when when i was working in the shop and yeah. i just i couldn't understand them it looks I couldn't colossal. understand why anyone wanted one. Flip them over, do your wallpapering on there, job Fantastico. done. Fantastico. Um, they weren't cheap from what I remember. 42, Fender Highway 1 Telecaster. Now oh, we're the talking. Highway 1. Now we're talking. How only 42? The Highway 1 still today would probably be get easily in a top 100 products of all time. The Highway 1s were Fantastic. Yeah. Precursor to the road worn, but in my opinion, better. No, precursor to the American Special. Yeah. Oh, I guess. Because they're not, they're well, not. kind of they're not breed of the well, American not, Special. Well, they're not worn. But they have got nitro, nitro finishes. Yeah, nitro finishes. And it's a yeah, thin, I suppose, yeah. it's a thin nitro finish. Like anyone who had a Highway 1, as soon as they started playing them, it started to wear. Yeah. They yeah, were they great. They were great, great guitars. The Strats and the Tellys, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And, well, and the basses as well. The basses were fantastic. The, the basses. Oh. Jay doesn't know what that means, yeah. despite being a bass player. Number 41, Epiphone Supernova Electric Guitar from October 1997. The Noel Gallagher. <laughs> the Noel Gallagher signature. Two colours, um, Man City Blue uh, and Union Jack on the original ones. That, uh, and that got above that got above the Highway 1, which was, was like a, a, a fantastic... To be, fair, to be fair, it was a massive product. Like, even when I started working in guitar shops in really? 2001, we were still selling a lot of Noel Gallagher guitars well it's funny I, I don't know if we've mentioned this on the podcast before but we, we were certainly we were talking about it recently gary marshall the guy who owns gak yeah cites oasis as being like the reason the reason he started for, the shop and stuff yeah well no responsible for his success yeah because, yeah, yeah. Like, because oh it yeah was at a time when started it before yeah. yeah it was at a time when people weren't buying guitars and then suddenly oasis turned up yeah and he couldn't get enough crap hollow bodies in yeah know, yeah but epiphone rivieras and sheratons and yeah. stuff and that's kind of what all uh people wanted and this was kind of the culmination of that the uh 97 just after oasis had released their kind of bad third album um they were like right time to cash in get a signature guitar it's all good number 40 martin dm from 1997 right okay. not a huge amount to uh say number 39 native instruments guitar rig from 2004 again it's showing this kind of move away from you know hardware based recording to uh to guitar plugins i remember guitar rig being kind of the first good one um that you know sounded actually like a guitar amp yeah um 
not a bad product and you could also buy hardware controllers for it which is a bit of a bit of a rarity at the time um 38 gibson les paul studio from may 1997 probably a good les paul studio so p90s well that's weird because the picture they've got in here has got p90s but i actually don't think that's the right guitar maybe they release some studios with p90s but i would think in general and a 97 Les Paul Studio would 2000. have... No, 97 oh, right. is when is the guitar that they're talking about, actually. Oh, I, see. Um, I would have thought that would just be humbuckers. But obviously, we know the impact of the Les Paul Studio. It's kind of still rocking to this day, still your kind of entryway into the uh, the Gibson... You know, the real Gibson guitars. I've just, uh, just done a quick Google search on 1997 uh, Gibson Les Paul Studio. Uh, think... I say the words 1997 Gibson Les Paul Studio. What colour is it? Black. No, the other one. Wine red. And what colour is the hardware? Gold. gold. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. What an ugly guitar. Oh, I never awful. I never got the wine red gold hardware. Oh, thing. it's such a bad looking guitar. Yeah, yeah. I have a friend with one of those and he's convinced that it's like really great. And he doesn't understand why you don't. He's, he's asking me because his is like a bit messed up he's like man you know why when are they going to do another one in this finish it's so good wine like, i mean it yeah. lasted a long time I, I i feel like every other les paul we took in second hand at the shop was a wine red gold hardware yeah. but we saw but people keep buying them yeah. i i never got it myself yeah yeah um 37 maverick x1 oh. from 2004 do you remember the maverick guitars no i don't i don't know who maverick are british company um i don't know if these guitars were made in the uk i don't think they were i think they would have been far eastern the key selling point they were all metal guitars yeah um, this one this one is a very sort of explorer i quite like the look half of it, explorer you know. half sg really it's sort of a bc rich style what affair. you probably can't tell from the picture and what you probably don't know if you don't know these guitars is the controls were set into the body and i don't mean vertically set in <laughs> if you imagine imagine the volume knob was on its side in the body so you would sort of roll your with hand with your thumb across exactly the, right, it was like a thumb rolled and that was one of their big selling oh, points that no. is awful exactly no, no, so you no. couldn't possibly do volume swells like there's no no f- no, 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 no not at all that. Not at all. They were, for a while, Maverick were everywhere. Um, and, you know, they, they had loads of British players and they had all these in, it, kind of endorsees and stuff and then they just disappeared. Right. I'd quite like to find out who was behind them and interview them about the whole thing. I think it'd be uh, quite a cool story yeah. to tell. Uh, there is one of these on the Promenade Music website at the moment, up for sale, secondhand. Uh, and uh, the tagline there is, never settle for less than metal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, fantastic I work. I really like the Mel quid. Gibson Maverick movie. Uh, that, yeah, he's like a cowboy. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. Good movie. Danny Glover has a bit part in it. I was like, <laughs> yes. The old boy's back again. Yeah. 36, Hamer standard. Not a huge amount to uh, to say about that. 35, God, Hamer are sort of cracking in they here are, a couple of times. There's a lot of Hamer. 35, EMG, Zach Wilde uh, pickup set, which I guess is just the... Um, 81 and 85? No, there's something different. Uh, they're still current, I'm sure. I'm just having a quick look. It's pretty impressive to see some of the stuff in here still rocking. You know, st- you know, any of these products that are still current, I think, is pretty impressive yeah. considering you know, how old they are. Um, uh, no, I do apologise. You are correct. It is just a set of 81, 85. Yeah, I thought so. I thought so. Um, 34, Randall G2 RG200. Oh, God. Um, which was... From what I remember, a solid state metal amp, two hundred watts. Really even, see maybe? Sort of like, I know, I know, we haven't got 
we're not in the sort of top half of this list just yet but the the fact that sort of the only amps we've had have been a Carlsbro and a Randall like yeah. oh this was well, wait, I've this got, was a dark time like two Hamers oh, a Carlsbro no. a Randall Go I've on, got a treat next? for you coming up it's not next at uh, 33 the Yamaha SG2000 fantastic guitar yeah. Yamaha make it again for yeah. God's sake yeah, I mean yeah. to be fair the, the, the SG stuff that they did was never t- it isn't too far away from the um the, the Rev Stars, Rev Stars yeah, series, yeah. which I, I think are great. Yeah. Well, I mean, one thing that the Rev Stars have going for it over the old sort of SG series is, you know, you can you can lift them. Yeah, yeah, you right. can you can play them sort of sitting on your lap without losing circulation. Yeah, absolutely. Like the eighteen twenty and the two thousand, just. I don't know what was in them. Yeah. Lead? <laughs> I mean... Cement. It's just bonkers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Joe, you asked for an amp. You've got one at 32. Behringer Vintager GM110. No, no. From 2004. There is a Behringer amp above a Fender Highway <laughs> the, 1. Yeah, this is the analogue modelling. This is... Modeling, this um, is a credible magazine. Um, I, I'm sure. I'm sure that's down to the layout of the magazine. They needed they a bunch of guitars squeeze. in a row so that they could have the pictures there. I also think that might be the reason <laughs> that this is laid out like it is. Um, they were absolutely terrible. Oh they were goodness. so bad. Wow. Um, but they've made it into the list. 31 LTD George Lynch GL 600 FB, which is not only a guitar that has got uh, flames on it, it's also got oh. flames going up the neck. Yes. Um, in a sort of... Purple uh, and white flames. Yes, purple and white flames. It's the ultimate Dungeons and Dragons guitar. It looks very Dungeons and Dragons. It looks kind of like a, uh, a battle axe. Probably, you know, not the uh, not to our tastes. Um, number thirty, PV Generation EXP. I don't know if you guys remember these. There was a whole no. range of what e- was it? Is it uh, a guitar? Is yeah, it it's kind of amp? like telly sort of oh, shape. Right. Okay. Um, the thing with the Generation EXP was it had a piezo in the bridge. Yeah, one of the cheapest guitars you could buy that had uh, acoustic pickup in there. So for people that were doing covers gigs, we sold a whole bunch of these. Um, because they're they've basically got a humbucker, two single coils, and a piezo. So for oh, any perfect. type of music, yeah, it was. I mean, they were cheap. They were two hundred and something pounds. So right. um, I bet they sounded fantastic then. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, not so great. But they're, they're did uh, did you guys see the thing that I shared of someone who fitted a piezo pickup into his favourite um, sort of corrugated plastic unicorn picture, <laughs> and then he plugged that into his three favourite unicorn style pedals which consist of a rainbow machine what was that that uh, weird delay thing the three the one that you had for a while it was quite expensive it was like a, a loopy delay thing oh uh, the count to five count to five yeah and then one other thing he had a pink count to five he had a rainbow machine and one other pedal which I wasn't sure what it was and he, he was just running his hands across the unicorn picture and making a scratching sound and then going through like the magic thing of the rainbow um, I would like to make it known that December 2017 is the point in time when bronies and the guitar world met uh, and into one video yeah, 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 and Joe Branton found it hilarious. Yeah. Where did you find it from? Which which side of the? Did you come in from you... your Brony fan club or from the guitar side of things? 
I, I don't know what Bernie is. Mm. Oh, yeah, right. Mm. I don't believe you. 29, Morley. We've already mentioned him today. Uh, and as if by magic, he's shown up on the list. Morley, Mark Tremonti. There he is. Get our boy. Um, 2004. It was basically just a regular Morley Wah with a slight sound tweak um, and uh, was switched. The idea as of well. a custom shop Wah is, is just the most ridiculous well, thing. Well, it's, I've it's ever not had. custom. It's just a, you know, a, something that's tuned to his spec, yeah. I guess. Um, number 28, the Yamaha APX7 from 2001. Uh, basically, the only acoustic guitar we sold from about 2001 to about 2004 <laughs> i don't know if anyone was a guitar you know bought acoustics around that time but you're obviously you had you know your big names but yamaha basically s- served everything else you know if you had two to three hundred pounds to spend yamaha were where you went you bought the apx or the cpx yeah. which well, are- i think it's interesting i think that they they've kind of they've lost that low gra- that you know that um entry-level market somewhat to like the sort of fenders and epiphones and stuff but they they sort of occupy that that area in between the sort of ent- real entry-level stuff and your martins and taylors yeah uh, uh, and you know and that sort of stuff which to be fair were what these were the market had just shifted a little bit so yeah. they were in the kind of 300 pound range where your start stuff was in the 100 pound range yeah. you know um and they kind of absolutely nailed that that's the apx was the one basically it was the acoustic guitar that everyone had around this time um number 27 digitech rp300a another classic multi-effects that was basically as bad if not worse than the zoom gfx 707 (laughs) um i remember them being loads of money they also had a very bad drum machine built in no the worst thing about these was the way they listed their effects which rather than having them (laughs) on a menu not even not even in the manual they had them underneath printed printed on on the pedal in a massive lid they had to assign a huge wedge of space so that you could see so it was so they could just have a numbered dial well yeah the unit is massive and it doesn't need to be at all but the reason for that is yeah it's got a printed list it's like you know it's it's very very bad number 26 squire supersonic um from the summer of 1997 fantastic we saw these uh this i think they were part of the vista series originally so yeah they were because the the well is that is vista japanese no, not Japanese. Okay. No, these so, were not Japanese. No, these there are Japanese oh, really? versions of these. That's what Nick Reinhardt plays. Nick Reinhardt collects oh, the specifically Japanese Supersonics. He and now has three no, or four. He just got a fourth one. Right. He posted on his Instagram this week that someone sold him the last one that he oh, needed. Oh, and it was the white one, didn't he? He got the dirty white, which... Uh, which what which is the rarest of all colours? Maybe oh, they right. are Japanese. Maybe I'm just getting a bit confused. Yeah, you you might be. They Vistas. they're absolutely mm. brilliant guitars. In the in the um in the podcast that he did with me, he was saying about how it must be like once a gig he gets, you know, or once every few gigs he gets heckled, but by people, you know, like we can hear people being like, you know, is that a squire? Down. Oh right, no, no, okay. People be like, is that a squire? And he's like, yeah, man, this is like better than most guitars are made today yeah 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 definitely that Vista series is fantastic uh, yep Japanese Vista there we go I should know that really I've done some video stuff on them we've yes. talked about them loads in the, uh, in the podcast 25 Electro Harmonics oh I didn't but I'm glad that that's there so this isn't the Vista is it it is yeah oh, yeah Squire Supersonic it was still around yeah. that late yeah. wow that's incredible uh, 96 to 98 and then again in 2013 <laughs> there we go I, I see the... one absolutely cracking what guitar. was that range they came uh, back in Pawn Shop the Pawn Shop yeah we, we should ex- the Supersonic is super rare, so we should probably explain what that is for listeners as yeah, well. Yeah, it's like a um, basically an upside down Jazzmaster or Jaguar body yeah. uh, with two humbuckers and 
a kind of yeah basically everything's upside down upside down headstock the pickups are angled the wrong way yeah uh, so it's a humbucker but the humbucker is sort of angled the reverse way to a strap pickup so super cool guitar there, yeah, there really really guitar. should be a Nick Reinhardt signature oh, that, oh, I, I asked him about this as well on, there on really the should be well, well you're, you're the inside man you've yeah. got to make that happen get him a signature man make it happen that'd be good 25 electroharmonic 16 second delay yes one of the hardest ever delay pedals to use because um, everything was on the faders rather than rotaries yeah exactly yeah just uh, in that kind of same the same housing initially as things like the microsynth and the bass yeah. microsynth um, very unreliable and very hard to use but again you know you weren't sport for choice when it came to delays in the same way you weren't sport for choice when it came to overdrive yeah so. just having a look the head rush didn't come out until uh, the Akai head rush didn't come out until uh, 2004 there we go so I mean I don't uh, oh wait no that's the E2 so it could potentially be later in this yeah, yeah I think it was before that uh, if someone... oh, the E the E one head rush, but I don't know how long the delay time was on that. The E one head rush came out in ninety nine, I think. By the yeah, that, I would, if someone had asked, I would have said that the head rush but was the before this. Head rush, the, the E two went up to thirty five seconds. So you know, yeah, there probably wasn't wasn't a huge amount of choice when it, when when you were looking at something that I have just, would allow this sort of I've thing. I've just seen the next three amplifiers that are coming up okay, in this just list wait, and I am just, getting more just depressed. Wait. Okay, this is a dark time. 24, uh, line 6, Spider 2. Oh. See, no, I disagree because I think that I think the spiders were, for the time, and, you know, yes, you can argue that they should have maybe been discontinued a little bit earlier than, you know, they are, or at least changed a little bit. Um, but at the time, fantastic amps. Yeah. Like, pioneering that that world of modeling doing it better than anyone else far too many like weird unusable quirky sounds on there for the average guitar player the insane sound i mean just what's the point like it, it didn't sound good but as a as a utilitarian gigging amp they were great yeah i guess i mean and even at the time they were quite respected yeah definitely i even had i had a spider one i remember the spider twos not being quite as nice. I had a spider too. You sold it to me. Yeah, there Thanks we go. That's, I lied. Lied from my teeth. I went, this one's just as good as the first one. <laughs> I'm going to skip through the next few because I don't think we're going to have a huge amount to say about them. The ta- 23 is the Tanglewood TW1000SR Acoustic. Um, 22, Fishman Aura Acoustic Imaging Blender. Um, the 21, the Godan Freeway Classic, which is kind of super stratty but at 20 the Dan Electro Spring King from yes. 2002 an absolute classic um, basically yeah you get a spring uh, loaded reverb that you could stamp on to make that kind of dropped spring reverb oh tank. wow that's awesome have you never seen one of these no this, this sounds great surely you've seen the real echo though which yeah, is oh, the, yeah I've seen the real echo these two came out at the same time oh wow so you've got the real echo and the spring king and you, they are really really good vintage sounding delays and reverbs awesome the the box itself and the switch on there is absolutely naff they they <laughs> they last about five minutes but um really good while they do last they're um fantastic sounding units 
Amazing. Uh, available from your favourite guitar shop, Amazon.co.uk, yeah. for £94.16. pence. <sighs> Blimey, that seems way too expensive. Um, £19 pow- uh, £19 at 19 <laughs> Boss DD3 <laughs> Digital Delay from 2002. DD3 is that high up? DD3 is... Uh, low down, sorry. It should be probably number one on the list. Yeah. Still rocking to this day. Um, number 18, the Taylor Big Baby. I think we can oh, all yeah. agree, quite a cool that thing. That early? Yeah, right, wow. two, 2001, the Big I'm Baby came out. I'm surprised that as well. I would have pitched it like 2010. So, interesting story about the Big Baby, and I can't remember the exact chronology of how this happened, but people said, oh, you know, Bob Taylor, you know, you spend all this money on wood, and like, you know, you can't make a good cheap guitar. And he went, okay, not only am I going to show you that I can make a good commercial one with the Baby series, you know, the small ones and the, the Big Baby, but to prove I can make a great sounding acoustic guitar, I'm going to go to our warehouse, I'm going to collect up a load of old pallets, and I'm going to build a guitar, and it will sound amazing. And he did it, and it did sound amazing. Um, and it, it was to prove, basically, that he could take any materials, and with his method of, you know, the bolt on necks, you can make a great sounding guitar out of anything. And basically, it was to prove that the big baby and the, the baby guitars would still sound good even though they were massively um, yeah. budget compared to the guitars that, that he had been producing. So, yeah, I think we know they're cool guitars. At number 17, the best amp of all time, PV Bandit 112. I can't believe the, it. Uh, specifically the revision from 2001, which is the one with the kind of blocky logo and the red stripes on it. Not my favourite. I prefer the uh, the blue logo. Oh, the, sorry, the, the spiky logo with the blue trim. That's definitely the best. Much you heavier. You went into that and it, that classy revision uh no i prefer the much more like garish one yeah much heavier much harder to transport but slightly better sounding so that's the uh that's the one i pick but you know you could do a list now and i would i would still put if you did a list of best gear from the last 30 years at number one i might put the pv bandit one on two because it's so so good number 16 uh, fender jagstang electric guitar yes the, what a great guitar the reissue from 2004 um i think we kind of we know about those don't we there's not a huge amount to uh well the jagstangs are, are, are cool again another sort of really un, unusual sort of guitar from fender so was the, the jagstangs not the kurt cobain yeah, it is. It is. Exactly. Yeah, it's the oh, one right. that Kurt Cobain designed right. in yeah, yeah. conjunction with uh, with Fender. Got reissued again slightly later on, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, uh, 94 and then 95 to 2001 and then 2003 to 2005. Yeah, that was the actual Kurt Cobain signature one because these, these weren't called Kurt Cobain signatures and they, yeah. they, they did one down the line. Um, something I've never heard of at 15, the Retro Man Lola. Um, I don't even know if they still exist. Retro Man pedals. Um, they say it's the best fuzz pedal they've ever tried. Um, interesting thing about the design, it's two knobs on the front with both in and output jacks, I think, on the right-hand side. No, no. No, surely no. not. There's one on the left. No, no there's one that's on the left. A, uh, that's a, a power supply input. Ah, uh, okay. But then there's also a third knob on the side next to the output jack then, which yeah. is... Very, very weird. Do they still exist? Retro Man pedals? Um, it looks like it. Yeah. Yeah, the Lola Mark II. Um, called Lola because it's based after the Solar Sound uh, oh, Tonebender. Okay. So it's that sort of... Uh, that sort of... Uh, that sort of fuzz. Um, quick little blurb here from... Um, uh, Dave Retroman. Oh, I should that's his name. Um, I, only, <laughs> I only use new old stock uh, Mullard or Phillips transistors 
for the Lola, these go through rough and tumble series of electrical and sonic tests, included the dreaded clean-up test. The pedal must sound pure when the guitar volume is backed off. Sure, I have to toss 75% of the transistors away as they don't meet my standards for noise or tone, but I am not in this for the numbers. I'm in this for the tone. There we go. Aren't we all? Aren't we all? Uh, number 14, the Burns Marquee electric guitar. Oh, what a great guitar. Which is the scroll top version. It kind of yeah. burns his take on a Strat. Um, relaunched in 1999. Still make it pretty things. much the same. Still one of the best guitars for like sub... 200 quid, quid are they 200 yeah. quid are they so so little money i mean yeah you know they're yeah they're absolutely budget guitars but that's kind of what you want from that sort of sound they've got that sort of same kind of dan electro appeal i really love the burn stuff i think they're totally it, it is cool. a shame that they don't do more with the um british built stuff because there is yeah. stuff available it's just there's not much available yeah and they just kind of build it to order now don't yeah. they so, okay number 13 this is the quote for number 13 a big bad wolf in a psychedelic sheep's clothing the dan electro black paisley liquid metal distortion pedal <laughs> good <laughs> lord a matt knight favorite he loves the black paisley i think this might be the one with the sub octave on it I don't know for certain, but um, this is one that Matt's got what in his collection. What an and it is a black paisley finish. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's like paisley print, but yeah, black. It's uh, We've talked about the Dan Electro pedals enough, I think, on this uh, this podcast, but it is very much that, you know, this really rubbish switch and all the things that <laughs> well, are... Everything that's good about Gloriously budget about them. Um, if you Google the Dan Electro black paisley, the first result that comes up is gak.co.uk. Do we still sell it? No, oh. discontinued, but it's just really nice. It? It's, yeah. it's on there. Um, number 12, a product with absolutely zero useful lifespan, uh, the Line 6 guitar port. Yes. <laughs> Why is it so high up? What uh, did it do? Because but, this was the year of 2004. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Again, you know, home recording was exploding at this time. And what Line 6 basically did, they went, do you know what we're going to do? We're going to make a one-input sound card and bundle it with some recording software, and we'll say that this is like the ultimate guitar recording package. We must have sold hundreds of these, and all it was was a one-input sound card, USB sound card. That was it. We'd sold hundreds of other USB one-input USB sound cards, but because this said guitar on the box, people were like, yep. And, Absolutely and it's the one sort I want. of shaped like a spaceship. Yeah, really weird. It's like the only place you could sit it would be like directly flat on a desk. You know, it didn't have like rubber feet on it, so you could put it on top of something else. It would slide around. So you would have to, yeah, just a very, very weird product. And just one That's controller. Weird, it. like, yeah, yeah, what's the weird sort of, it's just a bulbous it, top to it. It's just oh, called, that's, a, that's one, a knob. Yeah, one giant, a giant knob, knob. Which was just input volume I think oh my so I God. don't even know where you plugged your headphones into this this product surely into your computer awful well no because if that acts as the sound card, sound card takes over then you need to maybe add a headphone port I don't know I Who don't knows? know but they were so problematic Next because up. well I was just saying they were so problematic because people weren't really ready for doing home recording so they buy this thinking I'm going to take this home and use it on my six year old like tiny PC or whatever um, <laughs> and it, they just it hardly ever worked so yeah very uh, odd product um, Guitar Port Online the uh, cloud based uh, like sh- sh- tone sharing centre um, little uh, little little sad note from line6.com there 
We're sad to say that Guitarport Online will be closing its doors on July the 31st, 2012. Oh, wow. Oh, Blimey. Wow. Going for another eight years. Blimey. No, another ten years. This is 2002 this came out. Well, yeah, okay, fair oh, enough. Oh, no, sorry. No, yeah, 2002. June 2002. Um... No, at number 11 before we dive into the top 10 Digitech Whammy yes. what, what else can we say yes. the big red machine uh, an absolute cracker still one of the best I guess they're talking built. about the version 4 here yeah, or maybe the 5, five. No, it may, maybe no, it wouldn't be the 5 but that looks like mid- no, no Whammy 5 was much later than 2004 yeah okay so maybe it's maybe it's the 4 um, at number 10 we're in the top 10 top of 10. Guitar oh World my God. not Guitar World Total Guitars <laughs> read, uh, read what number 10 is Oh. At number 10, and I think this is deserved because they're talking about the most important stuff of the last decade, the Zoom 505 guitar <laughs> multi-effects pedal. What? My first ever effects. Yeah, but it was awful. No. Yes. It, it was. was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was this uh, higher up than the DD3. Yeah, how, um, how is this here? Like, I understand that it was important. It, was, it wasn't important. It was cheap and everyone bought it. It was awful. I, I actually did keep mine on my board for a long time because I didn't have a tuner. And you could, I love them. You could uh, double tap both pedals. You could. You could well, you, we say tap. They were like spongy when you pushed them. <laughs> they were very, very odd. Um, I love the 505. And uh, I forget who it was. Maybe it was Stuart Tate, I think. One of our listeners sent us a Zoom 505 and we've yet to do anything with it. We need to do oh, yes. some Instagram videos with it. That'd be well fun. Yes, I want it. Just real stupid sounds because it can make some real stupid sounds. It's, uh, that was my first ever effects pedal. Absolutely Amazing. fantastic. Number nine on the list, we uh, moaned about its uh, Telecaster brethren being so low down. Um, the Highway oh, 1 good. Strat. Yeah. So, again, you know, super nitro finish. I think that these, I what? actually prefer the later version because these are the small headstock. Oh, the later yeah, ones yeah. had the 70s headstock did on them. Yeah. Did they still have nitro finish? They though? did. Yeah. Still nitro finish. And they What was st- the name of the, f- the finish? The, they thin all skin. Came in. No, no, no. The the color. Uh, does it say? Because it was no. like a but. It was like a butterscotch, but it wasn't. It was like a. It was like a blonde, but yeah, it's this. It's somewhere in between shoreline gold and butterscotch. I it, don't know what the name it, is. It is. It color. was like a butterscotch. I think I can't remember right. the exact finish, but it, you could see it was translucent. Yeah. you could see oh, the grain. So good. And oh. it looked, yeah, you never see them come up oh, now no. either. That's because anyone who's got them is keeping hold of them because they were great guitars. Oh yes. Number eight on the list. Yamaha Pacifica 112 yes. electric guitar. <laughs> that beat the Highway 1. That beat the Highway 1. Uh, reviewed in 1998, but as we know, the guitar was... Honey all- Blonde, Joe. Honey, Honey Blonde, Blonde, there we go. Guys. As we know, the guitar was already 10 years old by that point. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, they basically cover everything that we've already said. You know, it was For years, it was the go-to start guitar. I think it won their... Like, best budget guitar for 10 years in a row or something like that is again i think and if we were going to do this list which i think we might we might do our own you know te- top 10 of all time at top some point 10. i think yamaha pacifica would have to be on there i think it would have to be on there yeah, yeah i agree um, i'm i'm yeah i'm fine with with any list that we do you know I just like lists, guys. Basically, the top two products are going to be PV Bandit and Yamaha Pacifica 112 <laughs> and then forget about the rest of the list. I don't know. No what point. is the best thing that's ever been made? PV well, let's, Bandit let's finish this and then we'll carry oh, on. Yeah. Let's finish this and then maybe we'll do another Christmas special at some point. <laughs> yeah, of <laughs> our top 50 of our top 50. We can do that maybe next year. Um, number seven, PRS Soap Bar SE. So this was the first... From what I remember, the first deviation from the Santana shape for right. the SEs. So this is... Oh. 
Um, so this this is uh, basically a single cut uh, with two P90s, and they were very very good guitars indeed. Yep. Um, really, Dot inlay, so you didn't have to have those stupid birds. Well, no. In fact, on the um, Santanas, they're not birds; they're trapezoids. No, they're lines. Yeah. Yeah. Um, split trapezoid inlay. Oh, I just meant like PRS in general. Oh yeah, yeah. Those no, birds look. Crap. These look cool, and it was so good that they did something with P90s. Real nice, chunky guitar. Um, that was a okay. yeah. Real. Do you know how much? Four hundred and seventy-nine pounds. That is absolute value for money. They were very, very good. Something that's not very good value for money is number six on our list: Randall Warhead Two X Two. Honestly, Amplifier honestly, have some foresight. That is a Dimebag Daryl signature <laughs> Randall head. Uh, do we need to say any more? No. Uh. Fine. Um, number five, Epiphone Les Paul Standard. Again, I think if we were doing sorry, our own list, sorry, did Epiphone just beat Gibson by about thirty places well, on their Les I Paul? Would, I would argue that the, you know, in terms of the amount sold and what most, what has affected most players, I would say the Epiphone Les Paul Standard has got to be uh, up near the top. And it does say best buys. Yeah, how many people have you know had a Les Paul Standard in the past? Noel Gallagher again started it off on an Epiphone Les Paul standard. I think it's such an important bit of kit. I never had one. I've fully deserves one. its place on this list. The heads don't look stupid. Yes, <laughs> we uh, we know about that. Oh God, number four. You're nearly there. Go on, you're nearly there. On, no, it's it. not that. It's say it out it's loud. Not, it's not. Oh. The, it, it's not the length of this. It's the next bit of gear that's coming up. Number four on this list of total guitars <laughs> best buys this is, of the this last top decade. Five is mental bear, this is mad bear in mind this is now like the people that write this that they're 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 like respected right who was doing it I back don't in know. 2004 the guitar is it someone we guitar know team i don't know well, let's, we, let's we can find out who the editor is number four on this list right. of total guitars best buys in the last 10 years <laughs> beating out the Yamaha Pacifica beating out the PV Bandit 112 beating out all the highway fenders and the Gibson Les Paul beating out the DD3 I mean there's you know surely there's no better pedal than a DD3 <laughs> oh wait number four on this list Digitech the weapon Dan Donegan's signature pedal <laughs> Dan Donegan's signature what is it a a distortion it's a modelling No, it's a multi-sound So it's like It's from the same series As the, as the Clapton. Clapton Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I God. thought it was Because Matt Did Matt get one of these? I'm sure someone got in touch So this was out At the same time as Crossroads What's all yeah, the fuss same pedal And I quote What's all the fuss about You ask? Well, Digitech has managed to squeeze seven of disturbed guitarist Dan Donegan's favourite sounds into a single stomp box. No mean feat when you consider how Dan uses a variety of distortion tones, a reverb, phaser, whammy pedal-style pitch shifting, and even a sitar simulator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's got it all. It's got it all. Probably the worst signature pedal that of all time. must be the worst, worst pedal of all time. And it's number four on It's number list. four on the list. Tell me what number three is. Number three, Squire Standard Strat electric guitar. <laughs> what? Well, again, what? Again, what? Think about Why? The, think How? About, think about the impact of you know Squire Standard guitars. You, if everyone's had one down the line. But it's it's the same thing as the Les Paul Epiphone Les Paul Standard. But it's not the most important thing. It's just there's a difference between what. But it's what, not important. This is best crap it's, you it's sell the, to kids in a shop and no, what is a good but it's, guitar. It's best buys. Well, that's not a best buy. Uh, 
It is a best buy. It's not buy. a best buy. You'll need to upgrade it within a year. It's not a best buy. It's a it great doesn't buy. stay in tune. Mo- most players won't upgrade that within a uh, year. Joe, let me use a let me use a terminology you'll be more 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 used to. Right. It's a gateway drug. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he knows okay. about, think about those. Think about it like that. <laughs> he knows his. Uh, he literally knows his way around those. <laughs> <laughs> um, number two on the list: the Line Six Variax. Variax five hundred. How is it two Variaxes in this list? <laughs> this is this is the Line Six Variax two hundred. Was their double cut five hundred? Paul five hundred. Their double cut Les Paul style guitar with no visible pickups. No visible pickups. And like, is it like a snake skin scratch blade? No, um, it is like crushed perloid. Oh, like crushed perloid. That's it. Yeah, I um, I remember because there was a bass around at this time, and I went into uh, what was was that big guitar shop in oh, either Gap? Southampton or Portsmouth? Bon? No, not Bonners. That's Eastbourne. Um, Nevada. Sure. Nevada. Yeah. yeah, I went into Nevada, and they were like to buy a P bass, and they were really really trying to sell me the Variax bass. So we're like, this one will do a P bass sound and it does loads of other things. Yeah, <laughs> so like, yeah, this, this is, is awful. I think the first, yes it is, this is the first Variax model retailing yeah. at £565, yeah. which is quite a lot for the time. That's yeah. probably getting up towards Highway 1 strap money. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, was version one of the guitar modelling. So probably if you picked one up these days, it probably hasn't aged very well. <laughs> they did also make the Variax 700, um, which was more money, but that had the carved top and it was actually much nicer to play, How? but it still did have How? version one. How are Line 6 appearing... In, but like, th- bear in mind this, several times this magazine was written in, in 2004 th- and this gear was reviewed in 2003 this was fresh gear and it was pretty mind blowing like those oh, first Variaxes so. when they came out sorry that was so that was I mean, 2000 2003 because I've just found a Sweetwater article issue 16 so okay. before presumably before they were a shop um, where they've written an article called the Line 6 Variax Revisited from July 2004 okay so just a year on. Well, maybe, maybe there was a bit of an upgrade. Yeah, I don't actually remember. Should we do number one on the list? Any um, any thoughts on what it is? I already know what it is. Okay, I've seen Joe, the, did you already yeah, see what it is? Yeah, unfortunately okay, I well, did. Well, listeners, now is your time to make your guess because number one on this list... Let's give, you got, give me five seconds to guess what it is in this absolutely atrocious pile of... What are you talking what? about? This is a Rubble. great number one. Tell you what, pause the podcast here. Pause the podcast here, listeners. Go onto the Facebook group. Put in your guess for what's number one. Then unpause. Not if you're driving or yeah, anything. If you're driving, if you're driving pull over. We'll pull. believe you. We'll look. We'll believe you. Pull into a little shout, chef. Shout now. What do you think it is? Okay, go. We'll tell you now. Three, two, one. Shout what it is. You're wrong, Brad Page. Carry on. <laughs> number one on this list, and I think deservedly so, is the Line 6 Pod 1 Dest- well, I guess it's Pod Two actually at this time. Desktop modeler, unbelievable. They've actually they've included bits from their review from 1999, so that would be the original Pod. But by 2004, we would have moved on to Pod Two, which was the one that again was only just discontinued. So, um, original Pod architecture lasted from 1990, or the original Pod style, I guess, lasted from 1999. So, I honestly think this is a worthy of being on this list agreed if, again if we were going to put <laughs> what are you talking about if we were going to put line 6 got 1 and 2 yeah I mean that is bonkers <laughs> and uh, all, 
<laughs> and the port, the port was number seven, wasn't uh, it? Oh yeah, the port was in. No, port was number eleven. And where was the spider? Oh, uh, spider was in there at number. The spider was twenty-four. The so they had four in the top the, twenty-four. And the spider was the 25. second highest ranking amplifier. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, let's not count the Randall. There's been no. Fender oh, you amps. weren't counting the Randall because the PV was ahead of it. <laughs> oh, there's been no. There's been no Fender amps. No, no Fender orange amps. amps. No Marshall. Orange didn't do anything around this time. There were no oh, really? uh, no orange amps at this point. Really? really? No. Two thousand four. Oh, yeah. no, maybe yeah, maybe they were back at that point, but um, no Marshall. Yeah, no Marshall, no Marshall in no this Laney. list. Laney, no Laney in this list. But topping the list, the Line Six Pod. To be fair, if we were going to put a list together, I definitely wouldn't have the Variax in, but I one hundred percent would have the Pod in there. Um, and this is abs- absolute garbage. No what, way. But the thing is, you you know your catchphrase is game changer, and the Pod. Absolute yeah, game changer. I'm, I'm the most, probably the most ever since the kind of electric okay, guitar okay. boom. It was an effects kidney. No, it was proper amp modelling, which hadn't really been done before that in a you know widely commercially available form. And of course, the shape. I mean, two things about that. I personally think the shape is a bit ugly, um, but. People remembered it. People would come in and go, have you got one of them kidney bean ones? Yeah, and you'd be like, yeah, yeah. Oh, do you mean pod? And they'd be like, I don't know. Kidney bean. Go, yeah, yeah, fine. Here it is. Here's the pod too. It, it was a massive shift in gear. A huge shift. And like I say, you know, post, I guess post the invention of the stomp box, it was kind of the next thing. You know, yeah. effects only evolved so much in that, you know, they, they did some more floor stuff and they did rack stuff. Amp modelling really didn't kick off until the pod. And think how important it is now. We're still... Has anyone done a pod versus Kemper video? Uh, didn't Anderson's do uh, kind of uh, pod versus some, like some, some modelling stuff? Oh. But, you know, again, one of our listeners shipped us an uh, original pod to uh, to play with. And I've been playing with it. And it still sounds great. Sounds really good. And the, uh, I'm sure the Helix sounds way better but considering how old it is and considering how inexpensive they were, because um, they were like under 100 quid. Um, do uh, do you think in like 13 years time when we're doing this again, we'll be sort of laughing at how good we thought the Helix was? I mean, maybe. I'm sure there's plenty. You think of... you're still going to be alive in 13 years time? Well, when, I, I mean, when you guys are doing this <laughs> in 13 uh, yeah, years Yeah, I'll be surprised time. if we get another 13 months out of you, to be honest. <laughs> Uh, blimey Um, so there we go what a rundown and what an overview we should definitely do this again gear of yesteryear should be a thing I've had a lot of fun looking at the old ads and stuff is there any any glaring omissions I've got one that I'm very surprised to make it DL4 I mean I don't mean to add another Line 6 product how is the DL4 not in there I mean I would, I'd put that in the top 10. Damn, I would have of that, that top, period. I'd I tell have you that what, in number one. It's controversial, but I'll switch it out for the Dan Donegan no, signature. No, you can't. The weapon. <laughs> you can't. Got to keep that in there. Um, what, uh, uh, uh. What, what? Is that one of their songs? That's Disturbed, wasn't it? I, I, I don't, don't know who never that band heard are. It. No, I've no, never no heard idea. of Disturbed song. Please don't put it on. Don't, don't put it on. You'll ruin everyone's Christmas. With that, we should uh, wrap this up. Thank you so much for listening to this Christmas special. Um, it's been real fun. I really enjoyed that a lot. Real, real good fun. What I think we'll do is we'll uh, continue this series in some way. Don't look at the back. Cause oh, my a- God, I'm looking at the advert on the back. There's more multi-effects on it's, there. It's an advert for some sort of Korg it's, multi-effects. It's the Korg AX100G. It comes with some sort of additional box called the Ampworks guitar. No, that is the same pedal, but without the pedals attached. Uh, what? 
Yep, you could get it in two versions, the AX100G or the Ampworks. Uh, one had uh, two up and down pedals and a wah. The other one was just the uh, brain itself. So how did you turn anything on or off? With your hands. <laughs> <laughs> With that, we should uh, call it a day. Um, thanks so much for listening to uh, Guitar Nerds this year. We're going to be back straight after the new year with Gear of the Year. So we'll be going through the cool stuff from bang up to date stuff rather than uh, stuff from this old tat 13 years ago um, or 20 years ago nearly in some cases Um, but yeah thanks for listening this year it's been uh, another great year for Guitar Nerds loads more of you listening uh, this time this year and uh, yeah thanks for joining the Guitar Nerds family it's all uh, all good have a um, have a sweet Christmas and have a wonderful Christmas cheers gang Bye. bye bye